everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic's Children's Ministry Podcast. We are joined today by uh, people that are no strangers, of course, Brother Bob, who is here more than he's not. Brother Bob, why don't you say hello to everybody? Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. And of course, we have Liz that's been here several times. Yes, hello. And we have our second appearance of our incredible toddler head teacher, Sister uh, Theresa Lozano. It's great to be back. And we definitely don't have her on the podcast enough. Um, she's a very busy lady, so we were able to track her down before service this time. So we're actually recording this before our Wednesday night service instead of at some bizarre hour like 11 <laughs> p.m. like we have him. Uh, and that's that's on me, nobody else. So, uh, But we have a few things to cover. We've had a busy, busy, busy weekend. Uh, we did uh, kind of do a prequel to this last podcast talking about our Harvest Fest, but we'll kind of talk how that went. Also, definitely the main reason that uh, Liz and Sister Theresa are here, we want to hear about the toddler class, get an update maybe of anything that's uh, exciting, new, updated, changed, whatever, um, on uh, teaching those, is it four years and younger? Yeah, from age four and down. So four and down. Five, three. And, and there is doesn't seem to be a, a bottom end on that age scale. Is that fair to say? I, it's just whenever they're mature enough to... It, kind of last (laughs) yeah I mean pretty much that's kind of what we've what we've done some kids do just fine so long as they're okay staying in the class and they're mobile right we we typically don't take them when they're crawling but if they're they're mobile and they're doing fine they can come great And the last thing is uh, we had mentioned last time about a Together Magazine article that we had written talking about the, the need for apostolic materials. So where do we want to start? I think we should start with you guys, the toddler class, because we don't get to in, enjoy uh, your company on the podcast that much. So we are going to take full advantage of it, Sister Lozano. And Liz is in that class as well. I'm not downplaying your role there, um, but you are on the podcast a little more frequently. So mm-hmm. uh, we want to hear from both you guys. Um, but... Uh, why don't we just kind of what? Let's kind of define your your uh, your your class first. I know we already gave the age range, uh, but what's some what's some things that you guys do on a on a regular Sunday? And maybe you can kind of recap the last few Sundays because we talk about ours all the time. But let's get a perspective on what you do. Like, what's a typical Sunday for you guys from beginning, like from when the kids show up at the door, and what time you guys are there and setting up and all that. Mm-hmm. We typically try to limit the kids coming into the class before 9.45 because before then we're setting up, you know, and Sister Abad still comes in and does all of that work to get the class to transform it into an underwater adventure or a jungle or, you know, whatever the, the theme is. So we definitely don't want them in there while we're moving furniture and hanging things from the ceiling. So we do try to keep them, you know, when they're coming in to 9.45. Um, it's really important when they come in to keep them busy. Um, otherwise, they will keep themselves busy. Yes. <laughs> so um, something to play with, something to do, um, typically something to put your hands on. So um, coloring will work for a short period of time, but typically if we can find like a sensory bin type of activity, building with blocks. Got it. So something Play-Doh. they can, they can mm-hmm. put their hands on. Yep. Got typically it. if you keep the hands busy, that, that helps a lot. So we do try to do some sort of a pre-class activity, tie that into what the lesson theme is or the idea for the lesson Um, then we move into going over um, we ask three questions every or we go over the plan of salvation every Sunday I love it Um, and we always talk about you know how many gods are there 
and the kids know. And it, and there's something I think for that age group that's really comforting about knowing what's next. You know, having some kind of a routine. That that's what I find fascinating is that the differences between age groups is so drastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about all the time that unpredictability is our goal up mm-hmm. to a point in our classroom. Like we don't want them to know what's coming next mm-hmm. because they get bored. And once they know what's coming next, they typically tend to check out. And that's the exact opposite. Is, is that right, Liz? So you guys yeah. want them to know what's coming next because the shock to the system is never good. As I learned in my pearl when I popped in your class one day, <laughs> dressed unexpectedly, and they were just, they freaked out. And I thought it'd be funny. They didn't. They were scarred for life. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, predictability is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, at certain ages. That, that's fascinating. I'm going to say something. I, I'm so thankful uh, for these teachers here because I've, I've got a granddaughter in the class mm-hmm. now. And so I, when, when my wife drops um, Phoebe off, um, I'll take her over there and I'll usually come back in and a few minutes later just to make sure she's not like terrorizing the other kids or <laughs> biting anybody Aww. or something like that. But no, she, she's Never a good happened. kid. But she's always, I look and she's fun I, and she doesn't get to say, but she, you know, she doesn't want to leave um, or she, you know, to come and hang out with me or whatever. She's so excited, so comfortable in that class. And I'm just so thankful that she's got a great environment to learn in. And it's neat to, uh, but you're right about the consistency because uh, with just the dynamics of our family and then her parents, their work schedules, we sometimes have her, she'll spend the night at our house and whatever. And so we don't know whether she's going to go to church or not, but her sleeping patterns are different, but they need that consistency. And that is, that is so true just in raising children at that age but uh and, anyway it's exciting though to have her in that class and then be singing trying to sing the songs mm-hmm. and, and whatever they do and, and talk uh, you were saying something really interesting brother lee how, how this things kind of come full circle yeah mm-hmm. yeah can you guys talk about that real quick <laughs> yeah so uh well Teresa and i talked a while ago just to confirm because i was like uh, i'm pretty sure yeah. well tw- it's been a while it's been like 20 something years i not that long, right? No, don't let that date okay, ourselves. So, yeah, uh, well, Philip knows a couple how, years how ago. Getting, getting old. Um, but uh, anyway, so, right. so I taught when I first, not long after I first moved down here to the school, I taught in the school. And Theresa was one of my seniors, and I taught the science class that one year. So it was kind of neat. So she was a student of mine. And then... Um, uh, and then as time went by, now you know uh, she's teaching. Then my wife, she's she's next door. She was going to be on the podcast. She got busy with schoolwork. Teachers are a special breed of people, mm-hmm. and uh, dedication is incredible. Well, uh, my wife ended up teaching Theresa's daughters and, yeah. and sons and uh, or children, and uh, and so that was kind of neat. And then now she's teaching my granddaughter in, in Sunday school. So it's kind of kind That's of That's so neat, cool. So. so you were teaching Theresa, and now she's teaching your granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. So, so you better hope you put the right things in them, right? <laughs> <laughs> the concepts are much simpler, right? I'm not teaching any, uh, any science, so. That, is, that, that was really cool. But and Liz, uh, uh, my granddaughter's in class with one of Liz's daughters. So it's just kind of neat, just the, mm, yeah. the yeah, friendship. Cool. And they've been really helpful because they're a little bit older than my granddaughter. And they've been very good. But it, you know what, though? i got to tell you, I think it's because of, well, Liz and, and what she's putting in her kids. But being older, being at Sunday school, it, it, there's a maturity there. And they're, it's amazing how well they take care of Phoebe when they mm-hmm. see her and stuff like that. So it's really neat that she's in good hands because there's this, we're putting something in the they kids. They emulate their mom. Yeah, They're yeah, seeing yeah. their mom's <gasps> compassion and care for yeah. other people. You guys cool. brought me here that. to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I did want to bring up that uh, Liz being in the classroom really has been <clears throat> such a, a neat thing because mm-hmm. um, 
we, you guys have always had strong teachers in your classroom, and I just think Liz brings just a, a new uh, energy. Uh, not that you guys don't have that, I, but but she just, you guys saw her at the kids' night. She's nuts <laughs> in, a, in a great Sunday school way. Yes. Um, but she's, she's fun, she's exciting, and she definitely brings um, just new ideas. And I love it when a, when a new personality comes in and just gives their influence on it. I think it's great. That's and great. you've done a great job. Um, but I did want to mention something. Now, you, you mentioned that Sister Abad comes in and sets up. Mm-hmm. Sister Abad's been teaching for many, many years, yeah. and just <clears throat> life stuff ha- stuff happens. And, and so she's not teaching. However, she still has a burden for Sunday school. And while she can't teach, she said, I'd still want to come in and set up. Now, some churches have that luxury of your class that how you leave it on Sunday morning is how you're going to find it the next Sunday. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. <laughs> These classes are multi-use. <clears throat> And they use them for school. And so what you set up gets torn down every single Sunday. Yeah. But that's not an excuse for you guys. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, myself probably included, would be like, well, if it's going to be torn down, why spend all that time spending, uh, you know, to set it up? But Sister Abad, every Saturday night or Sunday morning comes mm-hmm. in and decorates, like she said, changes the entire thing from a... It's not bland school classroom, but mm-hmm. from a schoolroom into a Sunday school, whatever the theme of the week is. And it's just incredible, that kind of um, burden and passion, even while she's not teaching, yeah. mm-hmm. to take the time to do that. It's pretty incredible. That is. <clears throat> it's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. So we've talked about uh, you guys are there, what you're doing when they first come in. Now what happens? Wait, okay, so we said that they come in, they do an activity, we do the um, plan of salvation with them. Typically... Can, can you define that again? I remember you guys telling me that, but what does what that, that plan of salvation look like for you guys? You do it every every Sunday. Well, is it cards or something? I, I'm trying to remember what you told me. Yeah, Sister Abad actually made a visual. Um, before she came, I just did act, like actions with it. So we'll talk about you know how many gods are there. There's only one God. We show them the Bible. What is this book? It's the Bible. What is the Bible? The Bible is God's word. So we go over that. And then for the plan of salvation, we talk about doing needing to do three things to be saved repent and we physically turn around we talk about saying sorry and, and this turning is away from every our sin. Sunday every single I Sunday love it. I love it um, and so sister Abad made a little um, card and I think you linked them in the last podcast where you had a picture um, and it's just you know a little like turn around it's like a road sign you know to turn around um, and so we hold that up so there's a visual we're we're talking through it you know responding asking the question um, and physically turning around and then we talk about what do we need to do to get our sins washed away. You get baptized. Whose name do you get baptized in? And we hold our nose. We go all the way down. We say, get baptized in Jesus' name. And so Sister Abad has a picture of kids getting, you know, in the water. Um, and then we talk about getting the Holy Ghost. And, and we'll even tell them, you know, not every single Sunday, but we'll even ask them, how do you know you have the Holy Ghost? And we point to our ears and we say, you don't have to guess. You'll know because, and you, you know, point to your mouth. Kids love, you know, all their senses. So talking about you'll speak in a language you never learned before. You'll know you have the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. um, because you speak in a language you never learned. Wow. You'll be able to hear it. And so we do that every single Sunday. And I also um, like to go over what kind of church this is Mm -hmm. because some of these are bus kids that are coming in and I don't know how many times they're going to come to church. I don't know, you know, how long they'll be with us. So I want to cement in there that it's a Pentecostal apostolic church. And with some of them, they may be old enough at some point to remember that, um, down the road. Mm -hmm. 
I love that so much. We talk about that all the time about how if these kids never come back, what have we put in them? Mm -hmm. And that's just so incredible what you guys are ingraining. And if they come twice or three times or five times, now some of them have come for years. And they if they forget everything else we've talked about, they will never forget one God, repentance, and baptism, baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. uh, the Bible, what kind of church it is. I love, love, love that you guys are doing that. And we know what we're getting when they enter our classroom. Mm -hmm. So you guys are passing them off after a certain age. And, um, you know, we, we all like to, to say that our, that our kids never want to leave our classroom, right? Um, and, and that is the case because you guys are so good. These kids sometimes <laughs> do not want to come into our class. We think it's the best class ever, but they're scared to death. They, they just know that we're yeah. loud, we're obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think after a while they warm up and enjoy it. Yeah. At least it seems that way. But initially, there is that 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 a little bit of um, you know they're a little, little scared sometimes. You know, just change is tough. Change is always tough. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reason I brought that up is is that we know when you guys hand them off to us that there's a foundation built. That yeah. if they've been there any any length of time, mm -hmm. we can build on what you've given us. So now we know that they know the plan of salvation. They know what it's all about. By that time, hopefully, they've been in a Holy Ghost service or two. They've mm -hmm. they've experienced it. They felt it. Um, and we have uh, not a blank slate to deal with. We already know, man. You guys have done so much already that we're getting, we're getting like this, this beautifully prepared. You know, uh, anyway, something that we can build on. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, well, that, that's so good because, uh, especially reinforcing that, I and mean, we we try almost. We bring up Acts two thirty eight. Pretty frequently. I mean, it's not a topic. We try to make it an every Sunday yeah. thing, but I love how. Yeah, it's. It's, see, that's a trade-off in our class. We're, we try to be unpredictable, but sometimes things can can get a little lost in the shuffle if we're not careful. I love the way you guys are doing that. that every Sunday, guaranteed, you're going to pound that. But, yeah. I love it. What's, but, so, what's so good about that, sorry, is, is it is a key doctrine things like that is, I mean, any denominational church is going to talk about David and Goliath, which is good, and we mm -hmm. can act out a skit and do it, but that's knowing that story isn't really going to get you anywhere like the truth you know the doctrinal stuff i love it yeah, yeah we've got good. it easy because repetition and mm -hmm. you know normalcy and routine is really it, yeah. the kids like that you know you could read the same story 15 times over and they're going to be fine with it mm -hmm. I, I love how you say you've got it easy you're dealing with, <laughs> with, with with kids that sometimes like they have their attention span of, of literally seconds and you're able to still teach them, and and we're we you know we have our own challenges, but but man, we feel like we're the lucky ones, you know. So that's I think that's great that that God has really put you exactly where you believe you belong. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, and you you think like you're in the perfect place, and we think we're in the perfect place, and that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, I love agree. it. Um, okay, so you've taught them the doctrine. Now what? So it depends on what the topic is. So, um, like just. Was it last week or the week before? Sister Lozano had a blood drive, and so mm -hmm. I did the lesson. Um, and <laughs> it wasn't a blood drive for her students. <laughs> Let's make that. We're a little too young for that. She didn't draw blood from her students. <laughs> okay, I she, felt like that was she, obvious, but okay. <laughs> well, those who don't know, Sister Lozano works yeah. for a blood okay, bank. Okay, Sister Lozano works for a blood bank. Um, the address of it is. 
<laughs> well, so yeah, she yeah. periodically puts on a blood drive uh, held at the church. And we and, invite the adults yes. to come and, <laughs> and donate blood. So I do work that, and unfortunately, I don't participate in Sunday school on those days. So That'd Sister be a Liz pretty good group it. activity, though. You know, guys, uh-huh. guys, we're giving blood today. All of us. Let's oh, go line right. up. Line up all you four-year-olds. <laughs> That's uh, so embarrassing. Maybe the high school class. <laughs> we can get the high school class. That's so great. Sorry, Liz. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I'm embarrassed now. Um, so we talked about uh, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So what I did, if I can remember, um, we did a song. I really like to start it off with a song because it gets a little bit of energy out. So the kids really like the B-I-B-L-E. Mm-hmm. And we'll do actions to it. We'll start extremely slow, get faster and faster and faster. Um, just because, again, like they like the repetition and then they like racing. Like mm-hmm. they think it's so fun. So we did that. And the kids love puppets. Love puppets. So um, one of their favorite ones is Mr. Quackers. Is that his name? He's a duck. He, <laughs> yes, Mr. Quackers. Hopefully he's a little well, more well-behaved in your class than he's he is ours. He's very well-behaved in our class. Yeah, in ours he, he kind of has a tendency to shoot off his mouth a little bit. Well, in our class, I introduced him a while ago as the first duck ever made. So when God created the whole earth and he made So animals. does Chicken McNuggy have any sort of jealousy problems and issues? <laughs> They've never been in the same room together. Oh, good. Okay. Actually, no, that's a lie. They were in there together last week. Oh. But anyway, no, they like each other. They're friends. Um, so I used Chicken him. McNuggy is, is her chicken that yeah. she carries around most Sundays. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, for those that just walked into this blind. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my chicken, yes. Yeah. He's fake, but he thinks he's real. Um... And so I told the story. I'm seeing these visions of like Calvin and Hobbes relive through Liz and yes. Mr. McNuggy. I think that's pretty accurate. For those who don't know, who haven't got the visual, yeah. He is wonderful. I actually, uh, so you keep changing the schedule up. I thought I was going to do rules or something this week, but then you have me doing a lesson. I'm well, sorry, Bob. And then it was supposed to be trusting in God, and I was supposed to do the intro. <laughs> and I had it with Marcos. And I, ha- I was well. That was that was because it was I, Harvest it, Fest, and so it was supposed to be on <laughs> Harvest Fest Day, and so we bumped it. Now it's Creation and Evolution. But what I was going to say was, I was going to ask Liz if I can borrow Chicken McNuggies and uh, and do a skit with Marcos as being the straight guy, and me come in with I was with, and he's the only person I can trust because you know, and I have a whole skit ready to go. So. So one of these days, yeah, 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 yeah. You can borrow. Me. Okay, Bob, we're putting trusting God back on the schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Everybody loves Chicken McNuggy. Like, but, I walk well, around... Well, this, nobody did until best. you made this personality yeah. out of it. Yeah. But yeah. you have this, made this, this rock star lead into the final, the later on topic we're going to have about your your uh, Together magazine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. Save it. I'll save it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, every time you guys get rolling... <laughs> I, I, I say something silly. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, not okay. Intentional. it's okay. So you've just done a song and maybe a puppet? Yeah. I so I was, it, it would be like a puppet show, but I guess not really because I, I have them on my arm in front of everybody. But the yeah. kids are too young. So I just like, this is my pet. Um, I want to get into ventriloquism, by the way. There's a guy, we were just in uh, Minot, North Dakota, and he's telling me that he's that's a skill he's trying to develop. Wow. Oh, and so he does it in class. And it's funny. He was telling me that, you know, the kids are... They know it's a puppet, uh-huh. but they forget. Within about 30 seconds, they disconnect the puppet from the person, uh-huh. even though they know it is, to the point 
I, he told me something. I'll try, I'll try to think it out while you're, while you're talking. But it was something so funny where the kids were, were mad at the puppet because he was making fun of the teacher or something. Oh, anyway, I it was, love it was it. funny. I'm sorry. Well, Go see, ahead. and but then our class is toddlers, so they don't even. That world have of imagination yeah. is so strong. I love you it. know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. They you can know, see you're it right. on your arm, but Your they class don't is care. better. I'm in. <laughs> Sign no, me up. Yeah, <laughs> I have the talking duck, and they're like, all right, mom, this duck talks. Like, that's it. They have a talking duck at ILC. I'm not going to say anything anymore. So go ahead. I'm almost. <laughs> I'm not going to interrupt. You I'm anymore. so close to being done. <laughs> go ahead. And then, so, um, so I tell the story from the point of view of the puppet, and then I kind of butcher the names. He's like, um, it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he's like, oh yeah, one day Sadrach, and I'm like, his name wasn't Sadrach. It was Shad Sadrach. It was Shadrach. And then he's like, yeah, and then Mean Hat. I'm like, no, his name wasn't Mean Hat. It was Meshach. And he's like, oh, and then a billy goat was there. And I'm like, no, his name wasn't a billy goat. It was a bendigo. So the kids were, like, laughing a lot. But, you know, I was able to, like, tell the story. Um, So we talked about the story. I, like, told it from the point of view of Mr. Quackers. And then the kids and I were talking about, like, wow, that that king, he was so mean. He had a really big head. What a big-headed king to make a statue of himself out of gold. Like, Mm -hmm. how sad. So we're talking about it. And then I did a little um, craft with the kids. So I took a Ziploc bag. I drew just four stick figures at it. Um, on top of it and then filled the inside with different colors of paint like red orange yellow Mm -hmm. and the kids got to kind of spread the paint around inside the bag and it ended up looking like fire and so we talked about how there was fire but it didn't touch the men so um yeah it was a lot of fun we did that and then i think i did another song and then we did snack time and it ended there in snack time you typically do that in the fellowship hall yes is that because of the They've asked you not to eat mm-hmm. in the classrooms? Okay. Again, multi-purpose. This won't be this way forever, but at, at this point, you guys can't even have snack in your own classroom, which is just awful. But I understand it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it any better. <clears throat> so. And one thing I wanted to say about, um, and kind of bringing it back to what you are talking about, with bringing different people and different personalities into the class, Liz does puppets, and I never have. <laughs> and it's... She, she's great at it. And so it's brought in this different element into the class. And with this age group, that's really cool. Like, they love it. And it's just not something that I that I ever did. But she's brought that in. And, you know, now we have a talking chicken and duck and, you know, all that stuff. And the kids love it. They you do. Know. They do. Yeah, everybody brings something. We never did science stuff until Bob came. Of course, Bob's always been in Sunday school, but not in the same class as me necessarily. But when he did, I was so fascinated. I'm like, wow. this is the most, this is such a great resource. And so we have, man, we have done all kinds of stuff over the years now. Uh, but yeah, it's amazing how everybody brings their own little touch to mm-hmm. Sunday school and it really does make it better. I love it. All right. Um, anything else about toddler class as far as some things that might help somebody listen to this? Maybe they're just getting into this and you have any tips, tricks working with these ages? You know, one thing I was thinking about, um, Sister Liz had texted me about a lesson that was coming up, and we schedule things mm-hmm. out, and we look at the, you know, we have a theme for every week, because different ones of us teach, and so she was looking at it, and she was like, Sister, like, do you think it'd be okay if we did something different? And I thought, you know what, sometimes I get focused in on that schedule, and it's Especially in the toddler class, there are some concepts that are really hard to convey. And I think, you know, a lot of times you're able to hit the mark. But if it's just not something that we can 
get excited about, like if I can't get excited about it, I can't find anything that I feel like is going to really help these kids understand what I'm trying to convey. Like maybe we don't need to force ourselves to do that particular lesson. Maybe it's okay to look at something different where we can find a good lesson, where we can, you know, get something that we're excited about. So I love it. For me, I, I'm I'm typically very uh, list oriented, and I keep to my schedule, and you know, so sometimes even in my own mind, like those, I just don't even think those thoughts, and it's like, well, I've got to make this work, you know, and it's this thing that I'm like, I just can't figure it out. Meanwhile, there's this brilliant lesson, you know, waiting on the side mm-hmm. that I could have brought in instead of forcing something that's just not not going to work for mm-hmm. that, I you love know. It. So don't be afraid to change things up if something's not working. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, but yeah, that, that that age is so important. So if you're out there and, and sometimes you may get the, uh, not the impression from from your pastor, but sometimes you can get the feeling that I'm just babysitting. I'm just kind of watching these kids while their parents enjoy service. Um, I, I want you to get inspired by our toddler class, our teachers here, because it is far from that. They definitely don't just entertain them. They don't just uh, give them juice and crackers and push them on their way. They give them a firm foundation of doctrine and things. So um, that's that's what's so cool to me. We have Holy Ghost services where we have uh, an evangelist such as Brother Andrew Howard that came in, and he he doesn't use our techniques. He doesn't use the things that we do for Sunday school. And it would be very easy to convince ourselves that a toddler uh, three-year-old would just completely check out of that type of service. But I really think that you guys have done such a great job with giving them the basics that they understand what he's talking about. He, they may use different terms, but they feel it and they respond to it. And mm-hmm. so it's so amazing. We see at the end of these Holy Ghost services, we have 18-year-olds and 3-year-olds in the same altar, and they're both crying and they're both praying. And uh, it's just it's just such a testament to to the great job that you guys do that they <clears throat> they respond to that. I love it. Yeah. I just want to say too, the last uh, podcast that all of us were together, you had said something about like her, how their attention span is like if they're three years old, their attention span will be like three minutes, things like that. And that was such a simple concept and something that I kind of like already knew in the back of my mind, but you saying it. Um, like I guess just brought that forward and so I've been really really planning my lessons with the thought like okay these kids they are so small they can grasp what I'm saying but I need to say it within this time limit so I've started doing like adding songs in the puppet shows whatever I have to do even if I have to do two object lessons Mm -hmm. two mini ones whatever I can do to keep their attention and to drive that same point home. So I just want to tell you thank you for that because oh. it made me a better <clears throat> teacher. No, that's that's incredible that you are able to implement something like that so quickly. It's <laughs> just unbelievable. <laughs> but they, they really are. Uh, we are so blessed to have such a uh, range of teachers from young all the way up to our youth. And, uh, and when we get them, Brother Lee, they're already, yeah. they fit right in. Right well, in. you know, and, and I just want to, again, going back to being so thankful. So if, if this helps, we, 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 I appreciate it. You're not just babysitting. I'm, I'm so thankful my granddaughter's there and, uh, and appreciate what you guys do and stuff. So if that helps you to keep on going, then. Well, you know, and our kids are or have been in your class. So it's, again, that, you know, <laughs> that investment doesn't ever you know return void it's always yeah. it's always 
doing good for something. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, we are going to now move a little bit to this last weekend. So Sunday we had our Harvest Fest, and this is a, uh, I would say, the biggest event that we do at our church for the year, um, which is surprising when you think about you know what we do for Easter and the, and the amount of, of uh, energy that we pour into that. Um, and I guess the biggest event, what I mean by that, is the most uh, community involvement and, and turnout of, of people on the church property. So um, I'm not going to go bore you all, but if you want to listen to more about it, you can go into the last podcast. But Harvest Fest this year, um, instead of Halloween, we give them a safe alternative. It's all Western theme. We don't dress up like goals or you know some some freaky vampires. We're all just cowboys. Um, or space. space. We were space, too, because we ran our kids' night into that. Uh, but we had 2,812 people on the property wow. um, this Harvest Fest. In fact, this is the number that blew me away. In the first 30 minutes of opening, guess how many people came in? This, Ten. Just, just guess. Ten. A lot more than 10. <laughs> I heard it was close to 2,000. 1,300 people in the okay. first 30 minutes. Wow. That's unbelievable. 1,300 people in 30 minutes came through the gates. Um, and out of that, we got almost 300 family contacts. So we have uh, email addresses and phone numbers for 300 families. And we are going to be uh, you know, calling them, emailing mm -hmm. them, uh, not annoying them, but definitely showing them that we care. In fact, today I had the... The pleasure of calling 25 of them and telling them that they won prizes. So the only That's ones I haven't cool. called is the Xbox One winner and the tablet winner because it hasn't shown up yet. So I want to have it in hand. Before. I didn't even know we had prizes like that. What? Yeah, yeah. Like the, door prizes? Yeah. So the survey if, on the newsletter. <laughs> uh, on the newsletter, there's a there's a QR code and they scan it with their phone and they can enter to win a, uh, a oh. series of prizes. So we gave out 30 total of 35 prizes between the guessing game and that um everything from an xbox one to a tablet to uh taco joe's gave us goodness 15 gift cards mm. blaze pizza gave us probably 50 wow. between free oh, pizzas free uh, drinks free desserts uh brother's pizza donated patio west deli uh, so we had a whole lot. So we just started calling out, calling people and telling them they won. It's so funny because they're so skittish. You know, they're like, mm -hmm. who is this? Like, it's <laughs> fellow within the lighthouse. What do you want? I'm like, well, you came to our Harvest Fest. Uh-huh. And then here comes, you know, they think we're getting the hard sell. I'm like, uh, no, no, no. We want to tell you you won something. And their attitude changes <laughs> so radically. It is funny. It's like a light switch flips. And they're our best friends after that. So. Uh, but yeah, that, that was fun. Uh, well, I want to get your guys' perspective on it. So I know where you know I was, and I, I was roaming around a little bit. So you guys were all there, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. So why don't we just start with somebody and just kind of go around and give your perspective of, of Harvest and, and how it ties into children's ministry or not. I don't care. Just talk about it. Who, anybody. Okay, so... <laughs> all right, Liz, you're on. You're on. Um, so the first hour... Um, I was free of duties, so I got to take my kids around. Um, I think this is one of the first years that they were able to attend. So they were really excited Let me, let me explain it. the shifts real quick. So uh -huh. we have a three-hour window. It's 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. That's the time we're open. And the church, we, we ask everybody that wants to volunteer. Nobody's forced to volunteer, but everybody that wants to, that, that they only do half. So uh, you know, you're from either 6 o'clock till 7.30 or 7.30 till 9. So you were on the 7.30 shift? 
Uh, Actually, you well, probably got a little we early Sunday, because we were you were Sunday, Sunday school. Okay. Our Sunday school was split into like the three hours. That's right. So six we did to seven, seventy-eight, eight to nine. So that's kind of a unique uh, setup, but most of the people are half and half. So yes. you were able to get a time off or an hour mm-hmm. to go around and. So, um, like I said, this was. I think this is the first time my kids were able to even ever attend Harvest Fest. So I took them to a lot of the booths. It was so much fun, and I really liked being able to interact with a lot of the different people. And I saw um, maybe like five of my bus kids, their families oh, had cool. brought them. Yeah. And so it was really exciting to be able to kind of like mingle with them, go hang out with them. And everyone that I met, they saw my little badges at staff. So they, you guys, your church is so amazing. I can't believe you guys do this. And even people that I've been trying to reach from my apartment complex that have never come to the church, maybe about eight of my girl's friends came. That is so cool. Yeah, so <clears throat> it, I, I thought it. it was really neat that I'm like, okay, I, I know I live five minutes from the church. So it's really exciting that the parents got to see that. Mm-hmm. The church is close by. It's a safe environment. There's something about just fun. getting them on the property yes. to know we're not yeah. a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just come visit. Find out we're real people. We do fun stuff. We, we're not... You know, we just enjoy the same things that everybody else enjoys. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's great. Once they get on the property, I think it really does break down that barrier of coming back. They're so much more inclined to come back for something else. Christmas yes. Fest, Easter, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you were able to walk around, enjoy everything? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so this was like my first year, too, being able to walk around, play the games with my kids. Um, it was I thought it was really inspiring to see so much of our church helping out. Like I saw people that were older that were running some booths. I saw people that were 12, 13, some of the young people that were excitedly running a booth. And I don't know, it just, it made me so, I'll say the way pastor says it, Holy Ghost proud of my church. Like Mm -hmm. we all, everybody came together, set everything up, ran it, and packed everything up after like I don't know that to me that was really amazing um and then I was scared to death to go do anything Sunday school related that day I I don't know what it was I was so nervous (laughs) we've talked about this on our podcast before Liz used to throw up Sunday mornings before she taught because she was so nervous (laughs) then she came out of her shell and was just you're never really in your shell uh but we never we never knew how nervous you were because you you shook it off and were able to go on um and you have become just unbelievable if you were at kids night you saw it. she was just she was un, she was so good she played the lost sheep in, in a way that i've never seen it done <laughs> and we'll never see it again i don't think it was just it was so good and here we are at harvest fest with much fewer people in that one specific area there's more people on the property but as far as people that are paying attention to what we're doing i think you could lock it down to maybe 100 people maybe mm-hmm. i think that's safe on a high side, maybe maybe fifty, and until you do your candy rain, then you got three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, and, and I walk behind the bus because that's where we're, we have all of our stuff staged, and she's back there almost sick because she has to go up and teach. She's like, "I'm gonna throw up! I'm gonna throw up!" I'm like, Liz, not again! No, you're regressing. Oh, I was <clears throat> and then she so went on stage nervous. and killed it. So it's so funny. No, I guess you never shake those jitters, huh? One of my lessons kind of flopped, and it it's really was because I was so nervous. But the good thing about it is that it was only five minutes. I kept telling myself, like, you can just finish it. You can finish it. It's only five minutes. You have, like, a minute left. It's fine. So 
I felt like even that helped me grow. Like one of our first lesson, it was super good. It was fun. We did our songs. They were like high energy and the other one was a little slower. It was awesome to see the kids interacting in the crowd. And then my lesson that flopped, but that I was just like, it's okay. I can keep going. And then our last lesson, Kim and I uh, work together. She's amazing. Um, But I don't know if you guys saw during quarantine, one of the daily devotions her and brother Estrada did where they made the pies. Yes, they were the like bakers. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is where you got your injury. Yes. <clears throat> Why don't you so tell everybody I about did, that? <laughs> I did not get injured at kids' night when I threw myself down a flight of stairs. <laughs> but I got injured at Harvest Fest when I was making a, um, a disgusting cake. So I added sunflower seeds, Takis, orange juice, different things like that. I added a raw egg into it and then covered the whole thing with whipped cream and, and sprinkles. And you left it? And I left it... Hole? hole oh, okay. in there because I thought that was best. I don't know. <laughs> I think we can see where this is kind of going. Well, Sister Estrada made her beautiful pie. She made it correctly. She was eating it with a spoon. And I was like, no, that's not the way you eat a beautiful masterpiece. So I shoved the pie into my face <laughs> to eat it. And when I do the raw egg hit my lip. It did not break, but I thought my lip was... I felt like a tooth came out. (laughs) And so when I took my face out, I did... I think I did say, like, oh, I think I chipped my tooth. And I was half joking. (laughs) Um, But the next day, I had a busted lip inside, and my lip has bruised. So I just thought, how ridiculous that that I hurt myself at a raw egg, but not throwing myself down the stairs. Well, we gave uh, a whole podcast full of our mistakes and things that we've done that are embarrassing I'm adding to that <laughs> no so everybody's going to have those stories it, the, yeah. if you teach Sunday school any length of time it's going to happen I was just in Minot North Dakota we're, we're doing these object lessons I've done a million times and I still had stuff mess up but yeah, I mean it's yeah. you just roll with it you yeah. don't have a choice uh-huh. <clears throat> like you know the big magic wand you pull out that huge eight foot one yeah I pulled it out and it collapsed <laughs> So I was like, well, that didn't work very well. And then there was another one where you pull the bread out, the bread and the, the red handkerchief out of the magic change bag. Where everybody, anyway, the, the, the red handkerchief pulled out with the bread. So it both popped out at the same time. I was like, that was awkward. All right. and But you have to roll with it. And you got to just yeah. pretend that's part of how it's supposed to go. So, yeah. I'll be better prepared next year. Uh, Since there's I no way here. you can't prepare for what's yeah. you know the unexpected. You just have to figure well, out. Well, I'm saying because I've never it. done harvest before, so I was oh, so God. nervous about it. Now I kind of know what it's going to be like. like so imagine that story that I, we told at harvest when the elephant toothpaste blew up in Casey Lynn's face. Yes. And it got uh, and stained everybody's clothes. Oh wow. The guests it stained their clothes. Oh yeah. It was it was a bad moment. Yeah, so we we don't do that one at Harvest. Fest okay, anymore. but I kept thinking about the Casey Lynn moment <laughs> the whole time we were preparing for Harvest Fest. I was like, I'm not doing anything. Nothing like that. explosive. Yeah, well, we're fortunate this year. The the winds oh. yeah. stayed down. The weather was and, nice because that was that ruined one of mine before I couldn't. I was doing fire from heaven or something. Some trying to blow something up and I couldn't get it to light because it's oh, so wow. windy. So speaking of that, those tricky elements. So yeah. we all we always deal with wind, and so we wind proofed our harvest fest this yes. year mm-hmm. all easy ups are gone we use these poles and concrete with these con- with this uh construction fencing it was so good and 
completely worthless because it didn't blow even a little bit. There was zero. But we're prepared for next. We were prepared. We definitely were ready for the worst, but the worst never came. So anyway, I guess that's just. It was a good idea. I think think it was a good idea. So Brother Bob, what was your perspective? Uh, Yeah, so I kind of had a couple things. Uh, My first hour, I was doing Sunday school with Danny. So we had a few object lessons on the Sunday school platform. And... uh, we we started earlier, I think, this year than than the schedule. It, we so. had a line from the welcome <laughs> booth the past around. the Spanish sanctuary. <clears throat> there was over two hundred people in line fifteen minutes before it was supposed to open, mm-hmm. wow. and so. Uh, pastor said, um, is there any way we could um, <laughs> let people in? They're getting restless. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why we did it. So we started a little early and uh, <coughs> we, we tried to drag out our story. So we did a few, we did like three object lessons during that hour and mixed in. So we did one, I think it was uh, Bree and Delaney were doing songs and lessons mixed in with that. And we added a few songs to make up for that extra 15 minutes. Cause they're all like, like Liz has said, mm. they're like five minute slots. So we did just a, f- a few object lessons and uh, it came out pretty good. And then uh, that was from six to seven. And then real close, we set up, uh, uh, my wife and I have a booth that we've uh, put together every year. And uh, so I went over to help kind of relieve her on the booth and let her sit and hand out candy as I grabbed the balls. It was just a uh, like a styrofoam rubber ball tossing onto buckets and just gave out candy. But it was nice, we saw the family came by uh, uh, from South Street. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was neat. They had all their kids, and, and they, they came by and said hello. They looked, the smiles on their faces, uh-huh. where they were so happy. It was so neat to see the kids, and then our Sunday school kids coming through. So I'm there giving out candy and just being goofy as I'm, you know, um, uh, giving stuff out and just, uh, you know, just having a good time, just, just having fun. But every time yeah. during their lessons, oh, up, up, back, going back to the platform, Tell them to get your information, you know, bring your kid. And then while I was giving out candy, I'm saying, be sure to check out our Sunday school booth and get some information. we got a great Sunday school program. So I told yeah. it. So it was an opportunity to tell hundreds and hundreds because we mm-hmm. had so many people come through um, our, our game booth um, just to tell them. I didn't have flyers, which I thought about. I should have probably had something, but I, I don't know what they're, I don't even know what they were giving out. So I never got to go around. I kept telling my wife to go around and check out because we never get to do that. We get mm-hmm. stuck at our booth. Mm-hmm. And we were there for the next two hours from 7 to 9. And, well, then through cleanup, we never really got to see what else was going on. So uh, so I didn't get to see any of the other games. So I never, never got yeah. to see the other games. Well, you, you might be wondering why we're even bringing up Harvest Fest on a children's ministry podcast <clears throat> where we're talking about Sunday school and Harvest is in the conversation. The reason is we've said this so many times, but everything can tie into children's ministry. <clears throat> and we make it not just a focal point, but the focal point of Harvest is to get contacts from people and to put our, because Harvest, Halloween, whatever, whatever people want to call it in the world, mm-hmm. is, is about kids. I mean, yeah, you have adults that get involved, whatever. But kids are the ones that, that spearhead this thing. And so those are the ones, it's very rare that you have people come to our Harvest Fest that don't have kids. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so when they come, we want them to know what we're all about. That's why we have a Sunday school stage. That's why we teach for three hours straight. That's why we have so much candy. That's why we have a bus booth right next to us. That's why we have our big 72-passenger bus parked on the grass right next to us. It's weird. Why does that? Why is it there? 
it's there so people can ask why is that there mm-hmm. and it's there so we can point at it and say if you guys ever need a ride we do this kind of stuff referring to our Sunday school every single Sunday we want you guys to uh, experience this not just once a year but every Sunday morning we do fun stuff like this yeah, yeah. come to our bus booth and then we point to that easy up next to us they're giving away free balloons and we'll tell you about how you can get a ride and get involved uh, so that's that's a huge part of harvest mm-hmm. and it's to get contacts and people to if nothing else they leave knowing what we are and what we do so yeah. when we show up on their door and knock on it they know oh you guys are the ones with the harvest fest yeah. well and, and leading up to it so saturday lives in our own outreach and we're going to this new complex and there's tons of apartments there and we just had some good good conversation with some people we got our sunday school flyer but we got the harvest outreach flyer and so many people know about us already. Oh yeah, I've, you know, and you know, I, I, I've gone to that before, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But just the context we have, you know, they just know that we're there, and and uh, we have a lot going on. So it's a it, it helps with that respect too. Yeah, <clears throat> even that we went with, you know, I guess promoting Harvest Fest, but also he took um, all of the Sunday school flyers, and he met a man from that moved here from Bangladesh yeah, right? yeah. and he's wanting to come bring his daughters for Sunday school or have yeah. us pick them up so I mean even like it just it opens so many doors and I did help at the bus booth I don't know why I didn't mention that but no, um, Sarah Toronto did an amazing job there. she did I gave her nothing to work with except an easy up and I said can you make magic happen just like make this amazing <laughs> she, oh, and okay. I came back an hour later and it was it wow. was phenomenal. She did awesome. <clears throat> Her poor hands were like raw. From they literally <laughs> tied so many balloons that their hands were bleeding. Yes. They tied hundreds wow. and it was, hundreds of balloons. Oh. And the kids would come up, and I'm like, I can do a snake, a stick, a dog. <laughs> My favorite is the dead worm, and I just hand them a, a, an unblown up <laughs> balloon. Yeah. I'm like, I, I got these all day. I can help you with this. Uh, uh, but uh, So, Sister Lozano, you were there as well. You were working a booth part of the time, and just tell us your experience. So I have a different perspective because I am in the fried Oreo booth. Oh, <laughs> I don't yes. reside there. I just stay there. So That's right. So we have food booths and game booths. Uh, Brother Lee, they created their own game booth. Um, the church creates a lot of game booths and then just puts people in there running. But Brother Lee and his family have owned this thing. I mean, they've just said, this is the one we're going to make. They decorate it. They come set it up. They do everything. Um, and we want to really replicate that idea across the church. So mm-hmm. if we, imagine if we had 20 or 30 of that, where yeah. everybody owns their space. We'll give you the bodies to help run it. But other than that, that gets your baby. That's That'd awesome. be so cool. Yeah. So we can have the, the Machuca booth. We can have well, the Well, my husband the does booth. kettle corn. So. Okay. All right. We'll let yeah. you off the hook. Uh, and which leads us to the Lozano booth, because you guys have your own booth. So tell us what you guys do. I, you know, you just said fried Oreos, but that's a... How do you even fry an Oreo? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, and my husband likes to tell this story. I think you talked to him a few years back about doing, like, some crazy fair fried foods or something like that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And he comes home and he's like, so, um, (laughs) how can we make this happen? So the first year, I think we did fried Twinkies and fried Snickers. And those are good. um, But can be logistically a little challenging. Um... So we've, we'd seen fried Oreos, and ever since we did the Twinkies and the Snickers one year, and then after that we've just done Oreos ever since. And mm-hmm. there is a secret to it. It's really simple. Are you willing to reveal <laughs> that yes. on air? Okay. Ooh, so we tried secret. a few different kinds of batters, you know, did our YouTube research, all that stuff. It's just pancake batter. <laughs> 
I tried different stuff, waffle batter, all this stuff at home in our test kitchen. We probably gained a few pounds in the process. You know what? Take one for the team. Hey, sign me up if you guys okay. need anyone if to beta test any, your yeah, if, if my husband admits <laughs> to any other wild cooking thing that we have to figure out, we'll have to get some different taste tests. Yeah, in the I kitchen, will sacrifice myself for yeah. you guys. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to know that, that. we're supported. Um, but yeah, we tried a few different things, and it's I don't just use a pancake mix. I do make homemade pancake mix, but it's really simple. Um, you dunk those Oreos in there. We've got a camp stove. It's not nothing nothing like fancy. I do have a larger like pan for deep frying. It has the little basket in it, but it's it's our camp stove that we set up. Dump it full of oil, and then dunk those Oreos inside of pancake batter and fry them, and then. I mean, because you have to go all out. If you're going to eat a fried Oreo, you have to do the whole thing. So right. there's got to be powdered sugar, chocolate mm. syrup, <laughs> and whipped cream. On Come that. on now. <laughs> so That's right. What's a that's few what more calories do. if you're already eating an Oreo If you're going to do fried. a fried Oreo, like go there's no Diet Coke in. that goes with that. No. It just, that's the whole thing. You, you just eat the whole thing. So Well, I saw, I saw the uh, how you guys did it. You guys sold a ton of fried Oreos based on the receipts. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, you know... Previous years, and I think maybe, I don't know what happened, but this year we completely sold out, and we've never sold out before. Um, I, I did scale back a little bit um, because in other years I've thrown away batter, I've taken <laughs> boxes of Oreos back, and so, you know, but this year they were completely gone. And usually... I think part of it might be that they're recognizing now where you are. Yeah. Um, so our food court area is, is so crowded Mm -hmm. that we really it's very difficult until we change things which we are next year by the way uh to make it bigger Mm. um that we can't put you over there or you'll get just it'll just add to the crowd Mm -hmm. so you guys are on the opposite side the complete opposite side of the food court in an area there's a lot of traffic there but they don't expect a food booth they're looking for game booths and so we're not trying to we have you right next to the kettle corn so Mm -hmm. you guys do have some food company but the idea is that we can kind of spread the food around a little bit more, and so it's not all clustered and, and it's crowded. Um, but I think you did get lost a little bit the first couple of years. But I think people now know yeah. where the kettle corn and fried Oreos are. And it's kind of neat, too. I think people remember previous years, oh, you know, and people, you know, maybe haven't tried fried Oreos they are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now they know to expect it and to come back. <laughs> That's cool. I love it. So uh, anything else on the, on the harvest? So if you guys want more information on this, we'll, we'll be happy to share it. If you want to email us at info at apostolicsundayschool.com, we'll be happy to uh, talk to you on the phone, whatever, if you care, if you want to know more information about what we do. But we do make it a big deal. Pony rides, mechanical bull, petting zoo, farmer for a day in the middle. Uh, sometimes we have a dunk tank, uh, inflatable Connect 4 or Connect 3, I guess it was. We had a cup stacking stage. Um, my personal experience this year was a little bit different because I tried to, to distance myself from the Sunday school stage, and that sounds weird, but because I'm, I'm so locked behind it that I'm not able to see what's not working. So just because I have to help set it up every year, I don't know what's broken until I talk to people. This time I was able to go around to every single booth. How are you guys doing? Are you guys missing anything? And I realized, ooh, okay, that needs fixed next year. Okay, this is broken. Oh, wow, these lines are nuts. Oh, that music's too loud. This, you know, mm-hmm. And you realize all the stuff that you wouldn't see if you're trapped mm-hmm. in one area. So I did free myself up. I was able to be on the stage for the last 10 minutes-ish of the hour. And those epic candy rains. Yeah, those yeah, are pretty good. In fact, the last one I think we threw, what, three and a half buckets? 
I, I was, think each one is 20, 25 pounds, something like that. So we threw, so we threw a lot, 70 mm-hmm. pounds of candy yeah, at, at, at just the end. Um, but Harvest is, is, is a great uh, asset to our church. <clears throat> um, let's go uh, talk about Together Magazine, if that's okay. I know this is a little bit of abrupt change of pace, and it's already 6.56. We're going to have to wrap this up quick, guys. I'm sorry. Um, Together Magazine article we wrote was basically saying what we said at the beginning, that there are a lot of talented apostolics, creative apostolics, that don't share their great idea with anybody outside of their classroom, sometimes even with the classroom down the hall. They don't even know your epic idea, this incredible object lesson that, that you did. And sometimes if we don't write it down or record it, we even forget about mm-hmm. it. I have people remind me, hey, remember when you did that, whatever it was, and I'm, I have no clue what they're talking about. And then I'll go try to find it, and I'll find something on it. And I just wish, man, I wish I'd written that mm-hmm. down. Cause I, don't I, I still feel so bad that you, you said somebody, you were on a trip doing Sunday school, and some young person came up to you and asked, well, what was that lesson that got cut off because the camera battery died? We still don't oh. remember. I, 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 I can't remember what it was. Can you believe that we know the theme? <laughs> we were there. And we recorded. I think, it. I think if we if we if we got everybody who's there the day and we watched could, that that thing, it would we come got, to we us. Probably would. <laughs> but someone said, "Man, that camera cut off," and then we just put like a scrolling thing. I'm so sorry that this cut off. We had a great object lesson, but Lee or whatever. Uh, and they said, "We can you tell us what that was?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> But let me talk to Brother Lee, and he'll remind us. He's like, I have no idea what I taught. I asked a few other people. Nobody remembers because it wasn't recorded, which is. It was the greatest lesson I ever did. It was the greatest. It impacted me so much, Brother Lee. We were falling out everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Only God knows now. It it was so precious, we're not willing to share it. That's what it was. Um, But but there is a lot of that going on in our local churches Um, all across America. I'd be willing to bet every Sunday there's probably a hundred things that are so noteworthy that mm-hmm. if we compiled a book every Sunday, it would be a great seller mm-hmm. of just the highlights of apostolics in Sunday school all across the nation, but nobody knows about them. And so it's one of those things I'm challenging everybody out there. Can you take 30 minutes a week and just record, I don't care how bad it is, set up a camera, prop it against a book, and record yourself doing the lesson, record yourself telling about the lesson, write it down and send us text. And it's not for us. It's not just so we can mm-hmm. uh, steal your ideas. It's so we can share them with apostolics at large, and your ideas can can bless other churches outside of your existing local assembly. So that's that's what we're challenging. Puppet shows, games that teach, giveaway ideas, classroom themes, uh, course object lessons. Uh, did I say skits? I don't know if I said skits. No, you didn't. Um, Classroom things. So, like, take pictures of them and yeah, send decor, them to you? Yeah, decor. Because there's sometimes that we, we want to decorate. Let's just pick a random, say, jungle theme. Mm-hmm. So, we decorated our, our class in jungle theme. Do you know how long it took to research to try to come up with an idea for mm-hmm. junior camp? It was like I, I found 52 pictures and had to blend them somehow into this. That makes but sense. hey, this is Sunday school. This is what we did in our classroom. These are the things that I ordered on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I ordered this netting. Mm-hmm. We ordered this. We took a projector and, and projected it and cut these wood shapes out into these animals. We used uh, this uh, type of airbrush. That kind of stuff would be so helpful. That's so true. And yeah, so I think we could really, really do this if everybody just got in the habit of not Brother Lee doing it every week, but someone on our property every week. <clears throat> Can someone do 30, 30 minutes or 10 minutes? 
something just a recap of something. Well, you know, and even just uh, so, Sus uh, um, Lozano mentioned something about having Liz come into her class and kind of spark it. I think so many new, fresh ideas and stuff. I think the thing that we're gonna we're gonna have to do when we have our next team meeting is, and I don't know if we've even told um, Liz and, and Theresa about it, but. Um, have three topics, put them in a jar, and we're gonna call out, like let's say there's 12 of us there, mm-hmm. and we're gonna one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and then team one get together, team two, team three get together, pick that thing out, and just just divide up, mm-hmm. and just- We'll say like you have a set time limit, say 20 minutes to come up with an object lesson, a lesson. skit, but we'll tell you. So yours is a skit on whatever you pulled out. Yours Trusting is Trusting in God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hope because you're prepared. Yeah, already. But well, everybody yeah. has something. And the catch is we're recording it and posting it. Okay, so I'm bringing chicken no matter what. to whatever, <laughs> any meeting we ever have. Well, and, and you know what? And I think we've talked about this too, is find something that's cool that you like to do, whether it's a work thing, something that's neat, something you've seen, take a business-related thing, mm-hmm. and you can make a, a lesson out of it, you yeah. know, if you just kind of get some creativity and just start thinking outside the box a little bit. So yeah. that's what we're going to try to do. So, and, and I'm not pushing Apostolic Sunday School as the platform to collect that information but it exists. Maybe it's where we start. Maybe it morphs into something else. I don't care. I just mm-hmm. want a resource for apostolics where we can go in there and say, okay, I have a three and three to four-year-old class. Today we're teaching on faith. What's a great way to teach or what's an object lesson to teach that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, can you imagine pulling up 20 ideas and having to decide which one to choose mm-hmm. instead of saying, okay, well, that one's from a Mormon. Mm-hmm. That one's from uh, you know all these different denominations. And yeah. you have to change them and make them fit doctrine you know make them doctrinally mm-hmm. sound that would be so much better well, what, what's so neat about it is and like like liz had pointed out earlier is is attention span on something you may need three object lessons mm-hmm. yeah and to have a resource we have so many mm-hmm. to choose from you could do three quick little things from them yep. keep them simple and and yeah absolutely and and I've, I've even bandied around the thought is that the word bandied no Whatever word I'm trying to think of, that word, uh, is maybe some sort of ratio system. Like you can download five every time you upload one, something like that. Oh. Something like that. So if you contribute, you get back. Uh-huh. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know if that would catch on or if that's too much work. I don't know. But you know. Would you have um, even songs in that or like yes, by topics? Yes, but or? we have to be careful for copyright stuff. So anything that's pre-recorded, um, like if I post a, a, a copywritten song on YouTube, they will strike us. Not strike us, but they'll, they'll turn ads on, and we always have ads turned off on oh, our stuff. So they'll turn ads on, and then they pay them mm. the, the revenue, which is I don't like that because I can't control what ads what are showing. Yeah. During a, it's just general knowledge question. Can, can you play if you're if a song's on YouTube? Can you play it during your Sunday school class? Or something, or or any music that's out there, can you just play it legally? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah it's so, a recording so maybe, maybe, for other people to listen okay, to. Okay, so maybe they could just say, "This is a song we use by so and so." You can even do it and sing it a cappella, or play it on the piano, or something. You can get away with it. That's yeah, fine. Okay. You just can't use their music and their just their vocals. Here's, here's a great song that we <clears throat> yep. copied from so and so. Yeah, that went well. That's Absolutely. Good. Um, so that's just something to think about. And last thing I want to talk about, and, and we, we've brushed on this before, but we had someone, uh, a legend in children's ministry, Brother James Wang. They had his funeral on Saturday. And I just want to uh, just mention again what an incredible man he was. And if you heard that funeral at all, you know that there was 
people all across the nation that were affected by him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, yes, it was a sad funeral. Of course it was. You can't have anybody that, that great and that uh, young passing mm-hmm. unexpectedly without you know there being a lot of emotion. But strangely enough, a lot of people left inspired. They really did. And a lot of people from our church told us, I left wanting to do more. Yeah. I left wanting to be better. I left wanting to uh, be like him because the guy was really, he was super motivated, super passionate, and always tried to get better. And he helped everybody around him. So, you know, what? I, I, I definitely left challenged <clears throat> to, to step, step up our game. Yeah. So he was a great man. So um, anything else you want to add to the podcast today? It is 7.05, so we better hurry or pastor's going to come find out where we are. Uh, but thank you guys for being here. Sister Liz, Brother Lee, Sister Lozano, we've uh, so appreciated you guys being here. If you guys have any ideas for us to cover in a later podcast, info at apostolicsunnyschool.com. Shoot it over. Send us a comment on something that we can do better. We'd appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. See you later. Bye.